Hi there, and welcome to Balance Torah Living. I'm Adam Rubin, and I will be your pilot for tonight's show. So sit back and relax, and please keep an open mind. Welcome back to regulars, and welcome to newcomers. Tonight's topic, make dating fun again. And this is really about the most important relationship uh, in your life in terms of person-to-person, your spouse. And I will, in general, be, you know, coming from the spectrum of, uh, you know, speaking husband to wife here, but just flip it around uh, if you are a woman listening to this episode. Um, Okay, so obviously we are all very aware of how important this relationship is. Do we give it enough time? Do we put in, do we invest in it the way that we should? The Rambam says is, well, it's the, the Gemara, obviously, that we should love. You should love your wife as much as yourself. And you should honor her even more than yourself. What an amazing charge. And then shifting over to Kohelis, uh, which is obviously a very uh, powerful uh, part of our misora and goes back and forth between the vanities of life and the meaning in life and Shlomo Melech's efforts and digging and searching and trying to understand. And then eventually, just one point that I think sticks out to many, uh, in chapter 9, chapter 9, uh, the ninth Pasuk, Enjoy life with the wife whom you love. All you know, all of the days of your life of of fleetingness, whom he has given you under the sun, uh, and just really hone in on that portion of the pasuk. So, you know, as Shlomo Melech goes back and forth, the, there's a certain conclusion. Perhaps it includes different facets. But one of the big aspects here is to enjoy life. What's the purpose here? What's a a constant rhythm throughout our many days in this world which have ups and downs, challenges, highs, lows, twists and turns that we'd never expect? Enjoy life with the wife that Hashem has given you whom you love. So how do we do that? Because between work and diapers and tantrums and uh, drop-offs and pickups and lid flips, a little reference to uh, Dr. Dan Siegel who talks about, you know, sometimes some people, uh, some parents might lose it. I don't know who those parents are. Um, It refers to it as flipping one's lid. Um, You know, so where's that time and energy to build a meaningful, love-filled, connecting, developing relationship. How do we do it? So, of course, many, many books have been written about that and a lot of unbelievable things out there. Just going to touch on a few things here. And really here, I'm going to highlight dating. Dating is a really important uh, part of the equation in terms of maintaining the the vibrancy and connection in marriage. Um my wife, uh, for a long time, was part of Sarah Sarah Chavid Riggler's group, Kesher Wives. 
And one of the, the many uh, pieces of, of great material that she got from that uh, group was a small booklet on, you know, questions, questions for dates. And it's this little booklet. And I try to, I try to, I'm not, I don't always remember, but I try to take it whenever we got on a date. And it has all these different sections in it. And, you know, um, you know, what's, uh, what was one really uh, joyous thing from your childhood that always sticks out? If there's something that you could do over again, what would you do? Um, if you had a million dollars, where would you go? These type of questions. Um, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go and how would you get there? Just questions that it's almost laughable to try to tap into those type of questions uh, when your kids are um, flipping over the spaghetti and meatballs because there wasn't enough sauce or at the end of a long day when you just spent an hour at bedtime. So these questions I have found really the best setting for them, you know, is the date in a different different situation, a different space, and it's also so challenging in those moments to not talk about the the kids, not talk about the mundane. And Sarah Chavid Riggler was very adamant with the women in Kesher wives to not go to the kids in dates. Don't speak about it. Don't go to the regular conversation to try to get into a different mode. And uh, we try to um, emphasize that when we go out on dates uh, here and there, although we're certainly trying to do it do it more now as we continue, right? You circle back and recognize, oh, wait, that really is an important thing that I need to put time into. And Baruch Hashem, we're in a bit more of a good place right now in terms of carving out those times uh, to, you know, to go out on dates. Um, so I bring the book. And, and and ask those questions and really try not to not to focus on the kids, not to focus on work, not to focus on the bills, and get into places. Wow, you're gonna you know, this is the person who you are going to know more about than any other person in the world, even your best friend who you've known for a lot longer. And yet, when you go to these questions and you're on that date. You can uncover these nuggets that you never knew about. I never knew about that family trip. I never knew you had this perspective about that. I never know you wanted, never knew you wanted to visit it, that place. Didn't, I didn't know you liked that aspect of nature. Wow. And even a small nuance, a, a little bit of a new revelation in a certain area for somebody that you know so well and have the most important and intimate relationship of any human being that you ever will have is amazing. It's eye-opening, right? Obviously different, but but you know when you when you uh, when you learn Gemara and you chazer over something many many times, and then you, and then you get a a little bit of a nuance, a little bit of a an understanding in, in a word or 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 pusik or something that you hadn't had before. It's like boom, amazing. And if you tried to relate to somebody, yeah, and I found out that my wife went on this trip to, you know, with her sister to this place when they were 10, and I didn't know, and this happened. It's like, okay, you talk to somebody on the outside, okay, and? No, but you don't understand, but now I understand that 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 the reason now why she likes it so much is because it connects back to when she went on that trip, and she heard that performance, and, and it, you know, to you, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new... It's, it's, a, it's a chiddush that really can have reverberations and just opens up a new part of the person and the relationship. And uh, dates are an amazing place to do it. Okay. Uh, so a big aspect of dates here, atmosphere. 
right? When you think about where to go, and there can be different kind of dates, right? There's the Dorita's ice, uh, you know, grab an ice cream, kind of a fun date, you know, go get sushi to the, you know, okay, but so sometimes, you know, do I, do I spend more? Do I go in this place? And obviously each person's in their own situation and things are going to be different, but atmosphere really does matter. And so when you think about, well, you know, should I go to the, should I go to the, the place where I can, you know, it's going to cost me $40 for dinner versus, you know, 70 80 $100 for dinner. One of the features there really is atmosphere. And once again, it really, of course, depends on the, on the situation. And it just, if it's not shaykh, it's not shaykh. I'm not suggesting to, uh, to break the bank or do something that is um, not prudent. But, but if, if it's possible, give credence and value to the, to the atmosphere and what, that, what a certain setting can create with the ambient lighting and, and in the evening and, and that. And it's, it's, it's a special thing. Okay, a few, few pieces about being creative in the, in the date considerations. Number one, think of the time of day, right? You know, like for us, our kids oftentimes wake up a lot during the night and doing a date at night is very challenging. So Baruch Hashem right now, one of the silver linings of the pandemic is we're both working from home and um, we can go out on, mainly we go out on, on lunch dates. And uh, soon if you can, if you can do the, the lunch date, and obviously it's maybe not as good, not as romantic as the, as the evening date, but if that's what you got, go for it. So think about time of day. When can we do it? Uh, we talked about, you know, the fun versus romantic. Think about the, the differences. Okay, so maybe you go, you know, mini golfing, more the, the fun situation or, or, or go-karts or just, you know, obviously play with the variables, be creative and, and try, to, try to mix it up and keep it fresh. That's number two. Three, Really try to, to, to laugh on the dates. Uh, try to, to use it as a different space. Get out of your routine and to, and to really just invest as much positivity. Be as present as you can. Be as conscious as you can. Don't let the Yitzhahara pull you away to uh, a work and what's going on later tonight or you're in a place and there are people walking by and we're so easily distracted. Oh, what's, what's he doing? What she's doing? What are they doing? Da, da, da. Really just re- as much as you can Try to, to 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 be present with and be conscious with, engage just just with your spouse right then and there. It's just the two of you in that space, even if there are other people around, and try to laugh as much as you can. Four, dress up. You know, maybe whatever that means, whether it means throwing on a tie for a woman, doing your makeup a bit more. But we live in a world of of action uh, of Misa. Uh, in this action of Olam Hasia, this world of Olam Hasia, this physical world, the um, lowest, so to speak, of the four worlds, and as we've talked about in other uh, in other talks, uh, actions make such a big difference in Olam Hasia, in small things, the tie, the button up, the, the the shave, whatever it is, really make a difference. They get you in the mindset of getting to that dating mode and it shows your spouse that you care that you're just not rolling out of the door that you did something just like before you know when you were before you were married you did something special and you probably even more so there and it impacts you and it'll impact them um okay it's four five a good topic to go to if you're looking for something which really can start to scratch away at the service oftentimes we get so in the humdrum of life and the you know day in day out sort of uh drudgery of it all so to speak 
So you look in there. How, how do you switch gears? How do you get into that romantic dating place, so to speak? Number five here, touch on your, your dating before marriage a little bit. That is a topic that I find is helpful to go to. Talk about, hey, remember that, that date we went on when we went here? And, oh, we, you know, we got pizza this number of times. Or do you remember when this happened? And, and, and plugging back into that can plug us back into those, the, those, uh, those special feelings, that excitement, that, um, that promise that existed then, and plugging into that can be powerful. So just five tips in terms of uh, creativity and ways that you can be proactive in the dating experience uh, to really take it to another level. So let's really, uh, let's really give the, the time the energy, the thought, the preparation to this very important part of our lives, to dating. And as the Rambam teaches us, which is uh, a lesson that I'm constantly uh, reminded of and really bubbles up inside of me, is that when we're working on a certain mida, and if it's something that is currently a weakness, we really need to overdo it initially in order to come to more of a balanced place with it. And the Rambam brings the image of a, of a tree uh, where if it's currently growing in one direction, let's say it's a, a growing extremely to the right, bent over, sorry, yeah, bent over to the right because the sun uh, was, you know, it's getting more sunlight over there, for instance, and it's, it's, it's bent over and has this huge curvature and you want it to really be straight. So... Uh, it's not enough to initially just move it back to the middle. It's just going to, over time, shift back to that position it's so comfortable in. Going on one date here, one date there, although better than nothing, if you've really been out of the dating mode, it's, it's, you know, you're just going to sink back into, into not doing it or really not being fully present, not being able to get in those conversations and to allow yourself to be in a different space. So early on, if you can swing it, Really try to go big time with it. Bring it over to the other side tremendously. Do this sort of just <laughs> possible. Can, there can be an aid to do a flood of dating. Do a flood of dating. Really go for it. Try to, you know, uh, to, to do it uh, in sort of a high volume way early on if you're trying to get back in the mindset. You're going to you're gonna have to fight yourself on this. Oh, but I have to do this. There's, there's that sheer. Uh, I could do a little bit more work over here. The house needs cleaning. That closet has been so messy for so long. How can I possibly go on a third date this week? Go on the date. Don't listen to the Eitzhara. Don't listen to the voices inside of you that are telling you that it's not worth it. It is worth it. This is the most important person-to-person relationship in your life. And we need to invest in that relationship heavily. And we can just see from around us in terms of so many things that now more than ever, uh, we need to really put a lot of time in that most special relationship. And uh, dating is one area to, uh, to use to, to build that up. And then carry that forward, carry it with you the rest of your week into a warmer, more loving, more connected, more meaningful and enriching relationship that you will benefit from, your spouse will benefit from, your kids will benefit from, your neighbors, everyone will benefit from because you will be more balanced, happier, healthier, more connected person. Until next time, all the best.